power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory. We thank you for life. We thank you for your grace that is sufficient for us and for your strength that is made perfect even in the times of our weakness. We thank you for protection. We thank you for provision. We thank you that you are God over our lives. We thank you that you are Jehovah Adonai, our sovereign God, the one who rules in the affairs of men. And Father, this morning we surrender all our cares. We surrender all our burdens. We surrender everything that means anything unto us, unto you. We lay our crowns before you and we declare that in heaven and on earth there is none like unto you. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I'll be prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. Oh, this clap is too weak. Hallelujah. We bless God for a beautiful morning like this. Amen. So the one seated next to you, you are looking very nice this morning. So the person, you are looking very beautiful or handsome this morning. So the person, you are looking very powerful this morning. Tell the person you are looking very anointed this morning. Tell the person you look grabbable this morning. You look marriable this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. The marriable, no, it's not that I'm saying, I want to say malleable. <laughs> I'm saying marriable. You are marriage material. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright, so as has been advertised uh, this morning is an AMA service. AMA is not Accra Metropolitan Authority or Amaya It is ask me anything. And anything means anything. Hallelujah. Yeah today no no shyness here. Tell someone no shyness here. Tell the person I'm not intimidated by your beauty and your handsomeness at all. I shall ask whatever question I want to ask. Hallelujah. Yeah. So today, what we're going to do is that, I mean, yes, I'm not coming to preach. I'm just coming to answer your questions. And for some of the questions too, I'll throw it to the crowd. If anybody has an opinion or something, and then some of them may even generate the debate. <laughs> All of us, we are, we are just moving and seeing what God will do this morning. Amen. But, you know, around Valentine time, there's a lot of talk on these things. And I felt it was important for us to have our own here so that you are fed with the right information. Hallelujah. Yes. In this church, our principles are based on the Bible and nothing else. They are not based on anybody's opinions. They are not based on anybody's philosophies. They are based on the word of God and that alone. Hallelujah. Yeah, so it's good for you to, to hear the right things because all over the radio and it's all Valentine, Valentine, you hear programs, people will say all kinds of things and blah, blah, blah. But let's hear what God says. Amen. Yes, so 
and and having the right information where these things are concerned is important the 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 rate of divorce among christians is increasing it's because people don't have the right information and people don't go into marriages with the right attitude but it's my prayer that in this church we will never record a case of divorce that is my prayer to god that will I, I will never have to hear that two people in this church want to separate. Hallelujah. Yeah, that is why some of these things are important. Amen. I'm giving you time to think about your questions. You see, what we're going to do is that, I mean, the, the microphone will go around if you want to ask the question. But also, some ushers will be placed in strategic places. Where, 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 are, where are those ushers? All right. So there's one here, one at the back, one here, one there. They have pieces of paper. All right. So you can just signal somebody to collect one and pass to you. You write your question down. And we'll, yes, those who want to ask for their friends. Just write. They won't know who is asking the question. We'll just come here. <laughs> we'll read the question as if it dropped from heaven and will answer it dispassionately. Hallelujah. Yeah, so let, let's see the, the ushers again. Alright, so one here, one there, another there. There should be one on this row as well. There should be one on this row. Okay, Senior Mo will do that job for me. <laughs> yeah, so you can collect the paper and then you can so today anything anything to do with love anything to do with marriage anything to do with relationships just ask me if i can't answer i'll be honest with you that i don't know it's as simple as that we know in part and we prophesy in part uh, it will be better for me to tell you i don't know than for me to teach you the wrong thing the bible says those of you who teach the word you have the stricter judgment already the judgment is strict i don't want to make it stricter for myself by teaching you the wrong thing so if i don't know i don't know I'm not the repository of all knowledge in this world. We are all learning. Amen? Uh, some of the things, you may even be able to answer it better than me. Oh no, don't say hey. Some of you, where you have been and what you have seen and what you have done. <laughs> it's called experiential knowledge. That which you have seen, head and touched is what we declare unto you. You understand that scripture? Seriously. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So who will set the ball rolling? Who? Who will set the ball rolling? Anybody? Oh, Michael. All right. Let's clap for the first person. Usually everybody is waiting for somebody to start. Daddy, it's for somebody. It's for somebody. Yes. It is allowed. It's allowed. It's allowed. It's allowed. Should a Christian use a dating service like this to find a spouse? Like this? Like this. Dating service? Yes. This is not a dating service. Man of God disclaimer <laughs> we are not coming here to pay people let me an let me clear the air. An AMA service if, if that's well, then every service is potentially a dating service because when you finish service and somebody say oh, you never know the god of serendipity yes. something can just happen so this is no we are not coming to pay people here <laughs> i saw some service in nigeria and the prophet as all the ladies who are not married raise your hand brought them forward the gentlemen who are not married raise your hand 
brought them forward. Of course, the ladies were way more than the gentlemen. So he called and said, look among them. Do you like this one? Do you like this one? Do you like this one? I said, okay, go and talk. This is a, he was just preparing them like that. That's not what we are coming to do here today. Hallelujah. If per chance, say per chance. As we are speaking, the Lord opens your eyes to look in a particular direction. That there is the bone of your bones and the flesh of your flesh. Then praise be to God. But that one too can happen two services from now and three services from now. You should always be in the spirit. Hallelujah. It's not only around Valentine's Day that these things happen. Alright? Yeah. So, any, 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 it's better to get a spouse in the house of God than for you to tell your, 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 your story on your wedding day and say, one Friday, I was stressed out and I decided to go to the nightclub unwind and I saw a lady in a miniskirt <laughs> it's a better story to be grabbed in the house of God amen alright yeah I, I didn't allow you to finish your oh, question no, that, that's, it. that's it is it is it right yes. to in an armor service like that there's nothing wrong with it hallelujah alright good next follow up question good so is it also right to use a dating app? I mean that these things that have come nowadays where people are finding love on social media. Yeah, what are the names of some of these? Pardon? No, Day Trash is a program. But that one I hear, it is scripted though. I'm told it is scripted. Like you watch and you are so, they know what will happen. Like they've decided the outcome of the thing already. So, me, I used to enjoy watching wrestling bah! until I got to know <laughs> they were acting and excitement went away. Alright, but what are the names of some of these sites? Tinder. Tinder. Alright. Okay. Apart from Tinder, is there anyone else? Some people are writing it down. Yeah, of <laughs> Yeah. With the dating sites, it depends on the kind of dating site it is, the kind of things they promote. But you see, it could also be like um, maybe something like a knife. A knife is not a bad thing. In the hands of a chef, a knife is a very good thing. It can prepare a good meal for you to eat. But then, in the hands of an armed robber, the same knife can be a very dangerous tool. Hallelujah. So there are a lot of things that are neutral, like money. Money is neutral. It depends on whose hands the money finds itself. In the hands of a, a drug lord, it's dangerous. In the hands of a pastor, say a pastor, it can be used for good things like building the church of God and buying vans and hiring a nice auditorium with air conditioner and projectors and things like that to make people's lives better. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. So, I also believe these things. Unless, of course, they go all out to promote adultery, to promote having side flings and things like that. I see, you see, these social networks, they are just like us meeting, but not in person. Okay? So, there's nothing wrong with it if they, they don't promote and put wrong ideas into your mind. 
I believe people can meet genuine people. But when you are using some of these sites, be careful. Because some of the people, they are faceless human beings. They have like 20 profiles. One of them, they are dark. Another, they are fair. One, they are slim. They are tall to fit all the criteria. So then you are you. They are scammers who also go onto these dating sites. They know how to speak nicely for you to fall for them. The next thing you hear, I'm in a serious emergency. Can you send me 2,500 Ghana cities? And then you took giddy giddy because your heart has entered the thing and has been telling you nice things. When you're not feeling happy, no, are you there? And you're too ready because he's laying the grounds for to scam you. And he will comfort you and you are happy. And sometimes, ladies, you'll be chatting with another lady, but you don't really know. Gentlemen, you are chatting with another guy. Hey. You don't know. There was a time somebody entered my DM on Facebook. Hmm. I think that thing I showed you guys the picture. It was during the lockdown time. Oh, Bobby, hey. <laughs> and Bobby, hey. Entered me hello. This, that, 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 that. This is, uh, started chatting me. It's like, oh, she said, I want to give you my WhatsApp number so that we can chat on WhatsApp, brother. So when the WhatsApp number came, me, my banking app, when you enter a number and it has Momo on it, the real name of the person will come. Meanwhile, this person was called AC something, something, something. When I put the name inside, it was Daniel BBBB. I said, you, today, we shall play along. So I went to WhatsApp, and we started chatting. This, this, this. Trying to do like, oh, I want to be your, your side chick, B. Uh-huh, that kind of thing. And then I... Said I'm a pastor. He said, Oh, I mean nowadays that doesn't and no encash. In days past that would have been a deterrent, but now I saw for normal but no. I said, Oh, I'm a pastor. He said, Oh, okay, all right. Still went along. And I was like, Why are you pretending to be somebody you are not? I was like, Oh, but you don't know me. How can you say I'm pretending? And then the name that I got, you know. Uh, she thought he thought it was prophetic. I put the name there immediately, disappeared from the up to today, maintaining cabio. <laughs> so when you are dealing with these things, be careful. You could be you could be chatting with somebody of the same sex as you. A person will be telling you things and you'll be believing. Relationships on social media can be very tricky. Alright? Um, maybe somebody will ask a question about long distance things too and stuff like that and we'll go into that but it's, it's, it's about being careful and knowing the site you are dealing with look at what they promote and being sure whoever you are chatting or whatever is who you think the person is there are people too who are murderers and killers who hide behind these things when you watch documentaries I mean, from America and things like that. That's how a lot of young ladies are murdered. So they want their first meeting to be with you in a hotel or something. You go, you meet the person. He's a serial killer. He butchers you. You are dead. 
So be careful. Be careful with these things. I know people who have met people online and they have very good marriages and all of that. It can happen. But just beware of the dangers. Just beware of the fact that things can go south and it will become some way. Hallelujah. I believe I've answered the question. Alright. Yes, there's another one at the back. Please, I want to ask, what does the Bible's view on prenuptial agreements? Prenuptial agreement. Okay. Do you want to explain what a prenuptial agreement is or I should explain it? Okay, you, you tell me what you you mean. Maybe what I understand is different from what Okay, what I understand about prenuptial agreements is before marriages or the day the marriage agreement is signed, the, there is a clause that In if case, anything happens, mm-hmm. this and this and this will this be followed. Yes. yes. So a prenuptial agreement is like we are going to marry. We don't know what is going to happen in the future. Most of the time it happens in cases where one spouse is extremely rich. Maybe you there, you are coming from nowhere. And God has had a year on you and you marry somebody who has hit maybe a, a millionaire or something. Sometimes those millionaires do those things to protect themselves. Because in, in the laws of most countries, when you divorce, you split 50-50 whatever you, you end during the time that you got married. In Ghana here, it's like that. You split 50-50, like 50-50, like that. And a lot of people who have made it in life have been victims of that. There was a time when a lot of the professional footballers, the Ghanaian professional footballers, they were going, it's like their wives were just divorcing them like that, like that, like that. And the theory was that these young girls look at these boys who have played football and made it into Europe and are earning $80,000 a week and blah, blah, blah. And they go and do a home. They don't really love them. But the whole aim is that let's get married. After a while, we will divorce. And whatever you have earned from that time till now, you're 50-50. So it's a scam some people do. So some people enter into a prenuptial agreement so okay in case we divorce i'm going to give you one million ghana cities and that is it nothing else and people sign but for me it is a foundation for entering the marriage with the wrong attitude i i don't think it's 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 right one of the things or one of the pillars of every marriage must be trust and the willingness to work on your differences and, and things like that. Once there's a prenup, it's like the moment something comes more no, it's like your mind is tuned for divorce too easily. And, and I think it's one of the, the reasons why nowadays we have the, the spate of divorces and the rate of divorces is increasing. People think about divorce too quickly. 30, 40 years ago, it wasn't like that. The attitude was like, look, let's work this thing out. If it is forgiveness... We'll try and forgive. Try and get as much help as possible and all of that. But now, we are too quick. It's like, it is happening so fast that it is becoming normal. Some time ago, it's like when you divorce, it's like a big deal. You feel like it's a stigma and all those things. But now, it's happened so much that we don't see these things as a big deal anymore. So, people are quicker. The slightest issues they have is like, hey, let's split the slightest issues they have, they have, let's split. So, I don't think 
for a Christian relationship that or a Christian marriage that is supposed to be based on trust and the willingness to work. And I, I'm sure later I'll go into the willingness to work, the willingness to adjust. Those are things sometimes we are not told when we are going to marriage. We think it's a bed of roses. Marriage is adjustment from day one till, till death do you part. It's adjustment. Those who are married will tell you. You will go in with your expectations, but you realize you have to, like how the sound people, they do equalizing. Some will go up, some will come down. You tune the thing so that everything is, is harmonious. Hallelujah. Remind me to talk about adjustment before we, we finish. All right. So I don't agree with a prenuptial agreement. I don't think it sets the marriage on a proper foundation. It, it makes you, it's like already now, me, if somebody's going to marry me and presents me with a prenup, I'll feel like you now, you don't see the future in this thing. And me, I don't want to go along with such a thing. I don't know why anybody would want to do such a thing. Alright, so that is my opinion. I don't know if anybody has anything to add. Pastors? Yes, there's somebody with a hand up there. Is it an addition to what he's saying? Alright. So that's how we're going to do it. For some of them, I'll open it up if you have any opinion. Yes. So it's just to what he said. So um, from where I come from, I've seen people having a prenuptial agreement where the clause is... Which is Cameroon. Yes, please. All right. And then the clause is a bit different because they've seen some families where they get married and um, something unfortunate happens. Maybe one of the spouses die. Okay. And you have the whole family coming in. This is in their name. This is in their name. They want the properties. They want the money. They want this. And sometimes in the agreement, basically the clause is you will get this and you will get that. And, this. and as in so that the family doesn't come in. In case and of in death. case of death, in case of any situation, not not divorce. Okay. In case something unfortunate happens, it's between you and I, and external people don't have to come in and stress you out after because you've seen women fall down from what they had to zero when their husbands die or vice versa. So I just wanted to know what you think about that. About that, yes. Okay, I, I didn't know that dimension of uh, prenuptial agreements. I didn't know that dimension, um, but. It's not a bad extension to it. Maybe that one sounds more like a pre-will of a sort. I believe a will can, can sort out this thing. In Ghana, we have what we call the interstate succession law. Where in the past, when there was no law, that law wasn't there. It was Rollins who came and brought it under the PNDC. Where a couple, <laughs> where a couple is married and they maybe most of the time it's in the case of the father or the man or the breadwinner dies and then the family people come and come and take all the property hey you this this they will start by accusing the woman of killing him that's the first basis and they come and the children are left with nothing and so the interstate succession law came where I think if I remember right um, when you die without a will or when you die intestate. When you say you died intestate, it means you, you died without a will. We also have what we call dying partially intestate. That means you made a will, but you didn't include everything that you owned in the will. Today I'm talking like a lawyer, right? <laughs> so if you die intestate, the state will divide whatever you have into three. 
they'll give two thirds to your wife and your children and then the one third to your family that is the interstate succession law so if you know anybody who is going through such a thing tell the person there's a law like that maybe the the the, the father has died and the family people are trying to be there is a law that takes care of that all right make people aware so i i don't think it's a bad thing um i believe in our jurisdiction something like a will but you see most of the time people don't think of, none of you here is thinking about a will you might say i've not written it. i'm not dying now <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> i'm not talking about the will so it may have a place in a prenuptial agreement it feels better putting such things in a prenuptial agreement than Charlie, I'm going to write a will. Will is like you are preparing to die, sort of. But it's not necessarily so. All right. So I, I don't think it's a bad extension to the thing at all. What I I have a problem with is okay, in case we divorce, I'm giving you this amount of money. It sets a certain precedence for the marriage, which I think is not the best. All right. Yeah. Any other thing anybody wants to add or ask in relation to this particular in relation to this particular point about prenuptial agreements. All right, let's have another question. Thank you. Right. Please, my question is on marriage. Sure. You met this man in the church. Mm-hmm. So spiritual, so prayerful. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. All those things that you wanted to see in a man. Mm. The God factor. Was dead. <laughs> and then you, you dated for some time, you got married, and on the first night you realize the man is a gay. What do you do? You by your religion, you are not supposed to divorce. Mm-hmm. You don't go into sex before marriage, so you didn't know this. <laughs> on the first night you realize this man is a gay. What do you do? This is a wicked question. <laughs> okay, let's throw it to the crowd first and let's see what they'll say before I give you my opinion. Anybody with an opinion? They say no premarital sex. You realize the person is gay on your first day. What would you do? All right, yeah, Dr. Ting. Can, 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 we, can we give Dr. Ting the microphone? Thank you for the opportunity. Yes. All right. So I think I have two answers to this. First and foremost, um, the first one is my guess. I'm, I'm not so sure. But I don't know if a gay man, unless, of course, he's on an assignment. Maybe he needs a wife so that he can process certain documents or he can go through certain things. But then... Not to cut you. There are a lot of gay men who are married to oh, okay. straight women. And the reason is not to process anything. It's a cover-up. Okay. Because they know the society frowns on it. They are growing. There is pressure. Won't you marry? They will marry you and put you at home. But they will be doing stuff with their people behind the scenes. Okay. And then there are some too. Yes, thank you, Pastor Ines. There are some people too who are bisexual. All right. They like both men and women. So I just wanted to chip that one. Okay. As for, as for that one, I honestly was just guessing. Uh-huh, okay. but All right. From one angle. And the second thing I think is that um, I think that in the courtship period, um, it might have been noticed if attention had been paid more. That's what I think, and that's what I believe. How? Uh, um, I cannot give some pointers. <laughs> I don't know how because to. Some some people are excellent at covering things up. You never guess, like you never guess. 
because it's not it's not every gay that is effeminate like you know there are those that play the role of the men so they are like every normal man it, it may be a bit I, I don't dispute the fact that if you observe well you can see but let's also be reminded of the fact that some people can be very secretive and they'll be excellent at hiding things and you you will never get to know yeah. I, I agree, but I, I don't know. But oh, I, oh, I you think are, you are speaking from the spirit. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure how to put it, but I personally think that um, in a very critical observation, or I mean, during the courtship, I think that you could pick up, like Michael is saying, some signals. You could. You could. You may not. There are, very, there are people that are very good at covering things up. But that's what I think. Uh-huh. Just to open the floor for other answers. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Yes, I saw a bit. Hello. Okay, so I would say from a legal perspective that if the marriage has not been consummated, then annul it. Because, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, because it's not been consummated. It will not be consummated. So annul it, go your separate ways, and like move on with your life. Okay. So what she's saying is that in in certain jurisdictions, if the marriage hasn't been consummated, and when we say consummated, we mean there hasn't been sexual intercourse between husband and wife. You can't go for a divorce hearing. It's not a divorce. It drops down to what we call an annulment. So the law doesn't even recognize the marriage as a true marriage unless it has been consummated by sexual intercourse between the husband and the wife. So instead, I don't know whether that, that, that rule applies here in Ghana, but when you go, it is, it does. When you go for a divorce hearing, the first question the judge will ask you, has this marriage been consummated? If it is yes, then we can have a divorce hearing. If it is no, it is an annulment, which is faster and quicker and it doesn't have any, what do you call it? And that brings, that law brings into mind the seriousness of premarital sex. Let me go there small. Can I go there small? Uh If even the law sees it that if you haven't had sexual intercourse, your union is not complete, then if you do it even before the union is done, it's like you are putting the cart before the horse. It's a very, very, very serious thing. If this one thing is what joins you together as husband and wife, and the Bible has made it clear that, I mean, it's a spiritual union that is created. Anytime you have sex with anybody, it doesn't care. It doesn't matter whether you love the person or you have feelings for the person. Or once it is sex, a soul tie, a tie has been created. But anytime I say this, and I add the fact that these ties, by prayer, you can just break them. It's not a permanent bond. Hallelujah once you repent of it and you ask God, he will just release you from that bond like that. So yes, that is one option. But I mean, the other side of it too is that if the person is, the fact that the person is a homosexual doesn't mean he can't have sex with a woman. Let's, let's take note of that. I've heard stories of guys who are not homosexuals but they have had sex with men under certain conditions. Maybe they say, we'll do this and I'll give you take my money I go Uh so let's not think it is impossible for a man who is gay to have sex with a woman so that bit is there where the marriage will not have been consummated yes but 
what if it has okay so that bit is 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 a good point good legal point let's look at it what if the marriage has been consummated what do you do i saw a hand over there yes okay somebody has the microphone amen great it's good to have experience from experienced people anyway that's uh, pastor alfred's mother-in-law as Gina's mom, yeah. Um, a mate and a friend got married to a pastor in Tema. In fact, I actually dressed him. And uh, after a year, we all had the pastor happen to be a gay. So yeah, so it, it was the marriage was not working. And finally, um, there was a divorce. But I think if you find yourself in such a situation. Uh, you have to go before God and ask God for direction. It's very important. You have to find time, fast and pray and ask God what to do because in God there is deliverance. That's right. And God can do anything. With him all things are possible. That's right. God can do anything. Maybe God even put you into that situation to deliver the man. That's right. So um, you don't have to listen to friends and hurriedly take your decision. Yes, take a decision. That's I right. think it's important to go, go before, before God. God and seek God's direction. Great. Amen. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. Because I've, I've seen people who have been delivered from being gay by prayer. It's not an incurable, it's, it's a disorder, but it's not incurable. With God, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. I know somebody who was delivered from being gay, not by laying on of hands, but a revelation of the word of God. He read the scripture and the, and the scripture just came alive to him. You know what scripture that was? Um, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. When Adam saw Eve and the way he started talking plainly, all of a sudden some unction came upon him. This is the bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. He got the revelation that it's a woman, a man should be reacting that way too. Not another man with hard body and a like you yourself. That scripture came alive and entered the spirit, and that was what delivered him from being gay. No laying on of hands, nothing. So it is it is a reversible problem. You need to go to God to ask. Sometimes there are situations we go through and we think the solution is obvious. David was with his men. The Bible said when they reached Ziglak, they left their camp when they came back. Their wives, their children, their goods had been taken away. I mean, these are men who are soldiers. They have fought a lot of battles. They have the ability to go and recover. But the Bible said David went to God and asked him, Shall I pursue? This is ground for divorce. <laughs> if the wife hears that David actually asked God that question, that you go lay at Krawekuno. And these mere men that I know you have the ability to come in, you know, you are asking me first. So, uh, it's not everything whose solution is, is, is straightforward like that. It is important for us to go before God and ask for direction. So, I think that is a very solid point. I saw another hand somewhere. Yes. Thank you very much, Daddy. Yes. Thank you, Mommy. Um, so, I was going to say a similar thing to what Mommy said, but from two perspectives. I think one thing is that um, sometimes Christians take for granted spiritual heads. So we think that we can pray. Yes, you can pray on your own. 
but because we tend to have our hearts involved mostly before we go into a relationship or something of the sort we don't tend to hear clearly if i should put it that way because there's no way that you would um, ask god for something to show you clearly the character and who a person is and he will not show you so sometimes because we we tend to think okay this is the answer i've got and sometimes it's very good to to speak to your spiritual head or your spiritual father to find out if he can join you in prayer and god can actually reveal the countenance or the character of the person that you think you know because like we established earlier people can pretend a lot and you can be deceived but then moving forward just like mommy said let me just say this there's somebody i know who was a lesbian but then she was delivered by the grace of God. So it takes the hand of God to deliver people from that. People don't just get up and say they want to be this or that. So if you have that mindset, like mommy said, you could be in the person's life to um, intercede for the person and then God through that can deliver the person. So if you actually take um, a decision that you are going out of it because of this or that, maybe perchance the deliverance of the person might not come. So you stand and seek the face of God. And the Bible says that the hand of God is not too short that it cannot deliver. That's so you right. can surely do something about it. Amen. God bless you. Was there any other hand where this is concerned? Um, it's important to state that um, as much as God hates divorce, there's a caveat in the Bible that allows it under certain restricted conditions. All right, And adultery is one of them on the grounds of adultery so i mean god in his wisdom knows <laughs> why he says he hates it but he made that caveat and gave that you know back door where forgiveness is impossible and forgiveness is difficult i'll never say forgiveness is impossible it cannot be impossible as a child of god you, you were forgiven so you should be able to forgive people that's what the Lord's Prayer said. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. You see, marriage is, is a contract between two forgivers. Mm, part of the adjustment, I'll talk about forgiveness. Uh, two forgivers. If you, if you don't learn to forgive, you can't be in marriage. And when I'm talking about forgiving, I'm not talking about serious things like he has taken a knife and shown it to you that will kill you little little stepping on your toes here and there when you love people eh, the little things they do hurt you so you have to forgive 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 learn to forgive all right so um have, have we have we helped your your this thing all right okay next question i'm sure we have some of them that people have written so we can start going through a few of them okay so some of the questions are similar so i'll group them but i'll okay. read all of them individually sure so I believe God speaks to Listen, me. Listen, I may throw some of them to the crowd. I believe God speaks to me primarily through dreams. Okay. Recently, I have been having dreams concerning a Christian sister. Hey. In relation to marriage, how do I go about it? The lady is not a friend of mine. So this asking for the guy, okay. Okay. And then I'm asking for the girl also. It Let says, me handle the guy first. Okay. Let me handle the guy first. Okay. You have dreamt. <laughs> Number one. Don't go and stand in front of her and say, God sees. <laughs> 
you will be putting her under a lot of pressure. Especially if you are somebody very spiritual that probably she looks up to. You lead prayer. You like you're a very spiritual guy. You are the one who sees visions in meetings. You know when we finish the meeting, say, "Hasn't did anybody see anything?" You every day. You, you see something. So they see you as Charlie. This guy, you can hear God. If you go with the God says I should marry you thing, you will be putting. And some of the Christian brothers, they know. So they like to play that card. I I advise against going. If you want to give your vibes, go with your own vibes. Don't don't go and hide behind God says. Hallelujah. All right. So that is the first point. Point number two. If you say she's not your friend, try and make her your friend first before opening your mouth to say anything. This is one mistake Christian brothers. They make. If there's any mistake Christian gentlemen have made the most that I've seen since I started ministry, it is this one. You are too quick. It's like when your heart begins to flutter, no, the mouth must speak. We must, out of the abundance of the heart. But you must learn discipline. Somebody say discipline. discipline. Yeah. There are times, eh, you want to text the person for like four hours, but you have to discipline yourself and make it 30 minutes. And you know why that is important? Sometimes what you could be feeling you know, is just infatuation which will die off after a while. Especially when now the person has become your friend. From afar, you see the person is like, hey, this is a perfect person. This is somebody I... I." It's like you are just fantasizing about the person and the person is like the all in all. But you get closer and you realize that, oh, now, not that you are disappointed, but the sense of awe, you are not really that excited about the person. And guys, you know what I'm talking about. That is why you need to be patient. Because sometimes when you go in too early to say things, you go and raise somebody's daughter's hopes. And then suddenly you realize, that, oh, this thing is not really, I don't really like her like that. There was a gentleman in this church some time back. Came to tell me, oh, there's a lady, um, he was interested. At that time, the nursing students had come fresh. Some particular batch be had come fresh. I don't tell you what year they are in now. <laughs> Came to see me. I was like, oh, there's one particular one that he feels. Listen, sir. He wants to go and talk to her. I said, hey, don't go and talk to anybody. Befriend her. Just get close. After two weeks, he came. He was like, oh, he doesn't feel the same way again. Yeah, daddy, this one day, your advice was good. Though. If I had gone to say something, it's like, now I have to go and reverse what I've said and it will be some way and blah, blah, blah and all of that. So, gentlemen, just, just, just take your time. Sometimes you have to endure what you are feeling for months without saying anything. And during those times, you are just testing what you are feeling with time. You are testing it with time. That this thing, it is not like a... You know, infatuation is a normal part of life. If you have not experienced it. In fact, if, if the word infatuation is too big for you, crash, what we call a crash, having a crash on it's a normal part of growing up. It's not a sin. It is what you do with it that can be a sin or not. Hallelujah. If you have never experienced it before, come, we'll do deliverance for you now. <clears throat> it means there's something sitting on your shepherd. Something sitting on your destiny. It is a normal thing. It's a normal thing. 
And you see, with crashes and infatuation, you are attracted to the person's strengths. So the person has some look. Be. Sometimes it's even a particular haircut. If they change the haircut tomorrow, the feelings will go. Sometimes it's a particular kind of braids. Hmm? You saw that one like, hey, can a woman be this beautiful? Next time she comes, she's cut her hair. Would the, would the feelings still be there? It was the hair. It's not the person. Hallelujah. And this is I'm talking about, you know, because you've experienced it before. So you need to test things with time. Gentlemen, don't be too quick. Don't be too quick. And it is, it is more difficult for the ladies when a certain friendship hasn't been established. It's difficult. Oh, it's not difficult, ladies. Very difficult. They should just come and talk, eh? Just I'm open in 10 terms, eh? No, befriend the person. And in the process of befriending the person, don't, don't give away your intentions too early. You see, it's easier to transition from a certain level of friendship into relationship. It's easy. But when there is no relationship, this is, this is, the person just comes into your life, comes to visit you once, the next time, no, it comes and says, it, it, it is as if... I want us to take this thing to another level. <laughs> no, it comes as a shock. It's like, you know, and it is very difficult for that transition to be made. So, gentlemen, please, when you feel something for it, take your time. Discipline yourself. There are times you want to go and visit the person, but Charlie, don't, because, you see, sometimes you may claim you, you didn't say anything, but your actions spoke louder than your words. You call the person five times a day. Who, who? As a, my father-in-law will say, I say, Obama not down for me, Obama. And Obama not down for me, So if it is a crossover like that, you, you need to be careful how you are doing it. Oh, you are just friends, but you are calling the person five times a day. Every day you check on that, the person before you go to sleep. When you wake up in the morning, the first person you will text, you are saying something without having said anything. So this is that later you come and say, but I never said anything. No, your actions spoke. Your actions spoke. And some people too, maybe, the lady, you, know, you are her type. You are the type she has been praying for. So, oh, God has answered my prayer. Her heart enters, her heart enters. If somebody calls you tomorrow, ladies, if somebody calls you tomorrow, 14 February and says let us go to KFC your mind will not tell you that it's just KFC on a day like 14 February definitely be home so if after that the person doesn't mind you again he has said something without having said anything are you getting the point that I'm making so gentlemen be, be, be as they say what hasten slowly hasten slowly don't be too quick to go and say that it, it creates a lot of problems. It creates a lot of problems for the ladies. It creates a lot of problems for pastors. <laughs> because at the end of the day, we have to deal with the, the wounds that have been created. All right? So that one is for the gentleman. Yes, you have dreamed. We thank God for dreams. We thank God for visions. But as you have said she's not your friend, let the first step be to befriend her befriend her. And the befriend, I'm not talking about two days befriending. Befriend the person over a period. Be sure of what you are saying. 
Because, you see, if we go into dreams, there are different sources of dreams. Mm, your own desires can lead you to dream. One pastor came to see me <laughs> some time ago. He has been leading some prayer meeting beyond some park. You know how prophecy comes upon people? Like, most of the time, it's, it's, it's ladies. It's like, comes and then they, they give a word. One of the ladies gave a prophecy that God says he should marry her. So he was coming to see me to ask whether God works like that. Whether they are direct to. I said, like, this is a very, very powerful new method. If you like the guy, you know, prophesy. Just, pro- just prophesy it. <laughs> you know. So let's, let's, let's be careful. Let's hasten slowly. Let's not be too quick to go and say things and, 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 and lay, what do you call it, um, pointers to your intention. Because if you do that and just after that you realize that this is not really what I want, you would have worried somebody's daughter. So let's be careful about that one. Let's have it from the lady's perspective. So from the lady, how do you as a lady of a marriageable age put yourself out there to be found? <laughs> and then a follow-up. This how one I shall throw it to the crowd. Okay. And then how do you get him to pop the million-dollar question? <laughs> Will you marry me when you have been friends with someone for a while? Okay, so I'm assuming it's a case where you've been friends with the person and you, you would want things to move to another level. And the guy too has P.O.P. on his mouth. Alright, so the question was, as a lady of marriageable age, how do you put yourself out there to be found? Any pointers, any ideas? Anybody? Those who have been found. How were you found? <laughs> eh, how were you found? <laughs> Mimum, I insist that there's no part of the Bible that says a woman cannot tell a man she likes him. Show me that. Like, show me. Show me. There's no place in the Bible that says a woman cannot tell. Just that know that as you are going to say it, it's a risk. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a risk. <laughs> All right, please give her the microphone. She wants to tell us something. How were you found? <laughs> See, the photographer crowd wants to take this moment. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, um, Minister Joy and I, we've been friends for a very long time, but yes, um. Like it was, it just started like normal friendship. Uh-huh. And then, but yes. there's there's abnormal friendship. <laughs> <laughs> like just hello, hi. Like I meet you. It was nothing serious. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> not here. Like way way before, like six before years. Before here, yes. six years ago. Yes. Uh-huh. So you see, it goes way back. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So we're just friends. He actually, the first day he met me, he met me crying. So that was how it started. Like, and did he comfort you? Yes. He comforted you. Ah. <laughs> the comforter. Yes. So like, it started off there. We started chatting like normal friends. We can go like a week without chatting. Okay. Then as the days, weeks, and months. Photographer, snap him. Too. <laughs> 
As the days and the months Went were by. going, like we started, I realized that we started becoming close. Then, closer and closer. like people were asking, me, I like posting people a lot. What you if you're my friend? Like on a normal day. Yeah, but him in particular, you were posting. Yes. I am a witness to that one. <laughs> yeah, so, that's that's the statement. I enjoy my early. <laughs> so like people would be asking me. I remember sometimes my mother called me and she was like, "This guy has been seeing me." I'm like, "Oh, we are just friends. Just friends. Oh, this boy he doesn't like me." <laughs> so like it just happened. As the friendship was going, me now I realized that when people were asking questions, I said, "Guy, no, are you fine? Are you come on." Like, <laughs> <laughs> then your mind started going. Yes. There. So finally, my mind went. People, there. you see what you can do. Yeah. Power of suggestion. So, <laughs> now I'm like, okay, he's a nice guy. Mm, and he can comfort. Yes, he's a comforter. <laughs> <laughs> he can blast you too when you need the blasting. Aha, uh-huh, that's a good balance. Yes. So. Like even though we were friends, he wasn't. I said, "Nah, on a drink, ni ho." Aha, but me. Now I drink alcohol. Yes. <laughs> yes. The truth, a lot of times the women see before the men. Oh. Yes. Uh, you see, so you then, the men, started, you are not sharp in the spirit. Yes. So I started praying about it, but as as I was praying, like it doesn't look like. Anything fruitful will oh, come, come out of it. Yeah, so like anybody who has one, like me, there, uh, it doesn't. Uh huh. So in my mind, I know that I know that one day I'll just cry. <laughs> <laughs> so I was psyching myself up all the time. I just psyched myself. So one day he'll just tell me, oh, This is my girlfriend. I'm like, Okay, you. Uh huh. It will reach my turn. So no, I know that then. I think one day I thought. <laughs> Fire. Uh-huh. I thought it's fire. Then I t- I went to my told God that if he's not the one, God should give me a sign. That was Sunday, and then Wednesday, no Monday, the sign started coming. I'm like, aha, God is working. Then Wednesday. Wait, to signs that he's not the one. No. no. Uh, signs that he's uh-huh. the one. So Monday okay. he was like he was being extra nice. I'm like, Jack, extra nice. Relax, relax, relax. <laughs> me now I wanted this, but I said. Like he popped the question. I'm like, Master, what do you want? We <laughs> <laughs> direct on what you want. I mean, I want. Yeah. And that was like, Let's put our hands together. <laughs> I like the frankness. Oh, but all those times that, as I, you know, all those times that why I say on penalty. Hey, I'm telling me, I'm telling you. Allos para joy. You see, it's good to be sure of what you want. Uh-huh. So that that is it. It's, it's it's a good thing. Great. Yes. So any other um, contribution? How do you put yourself out there to be found? Hey, wow, time is gone. <laughs> yes, oh, any, any, maybe we need a gentleman's um, perspective as well. Senior <laughs> Mo, oh, yes, 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 Senior Mo, oh. please. Give us some words of wisdom. <laughs> okay, hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, um, um, 
please. What I actually want to say might be maybe <laughs> an advice to everybody as well. Please advise us. Yes, <laughs> uh, are open. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. I think um for you to be able to get a good package out there and market yourself, you should first of all start from the house of God. That is what I believe. <laughs> because when you look, I mean, into the Bible, you realize that. Um, actually, before um, the scriptures, Bible let us understand that before Isaac and the rest choose wife for their children or whoever, you realize that they were found doing something. Moses, before he was even, he found Zipporah and then he was, then he got married. He was also taking care, tendering the father-in-law ship. So I believe that when you position yourself in the house of the Lord and then you are doing something for God, God will actually also... Let certain things right. locate you. You <laughs> let there be. Oh, I'm not finished, please. Let me learn. Let no, me learn. We, know, we know, we know. Let me learn. <laughs> so, I, I believe that as you position yourself in the Lord, definitely there will be some kind of centripetal force be that, that will gravitate the people towards yeah, you. So, I believe an applause. <laughs> that will be the best place for you to be. So, for you to market yourself out there and be found, please start it from the house of God and that will be the best place. Amen. Thank you. I think there was a hand up there somewhere. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you for the opportunity once again. For you to be able to put yourself out there, apart from what Sinyamu said, I think you know what you want. And if you have befriended the person for a long time, you might know certain things that the person likes That's right. and doesn't like. And maybe in general, you know what men like and what men do not like. So you, you try to put yourself in that area where you realize that... They like you. Yes. <laughs> Aha. And, and if, you, if you want to market yourself, you don't always stay indoors. Yeah. That's right. You don't always right. uh, come That's out right. of your room and get into your car and you expect someone to see you. You are not marketing. It's only the Uber drivers yes. who see you. So please, sometimes you need to park the car, just dress decently, walk by the road. Aha! Yes. And if you don't sell anything in your home as well, try and sell ice blog or ice cream. Yes. They will come and buy. And then they realize, oh, okay, there's a very nice lady in this house. Let me try and be coming to buy ice blog or something. (laughs) Do something for yourself and you'll be found. Thank you. Sure, 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 sure. (laughs) Yes, I think... come for rehearsal (laughs) so I think I also think that um, I want to continue from where she left off friendship is very important so I think that you should be intentional about being friends with whoever that you think you like Uh and then also packaging Um, guys are really attracted firstly to what they see so it shouldn't be excessive uh-huh. Something very nice, something very decent. Your dressing, how you carry yourself. You should be open. Uh-huh. Not just about the um, things that we would see on the outward necessarily. But then when the guy begins to make a conversation with you, um, the person should feel a lot of warmth. Uh-huh. Right. Then the, the person shouldn't feel like this is going to be a hard or a Herculean <laughs> task. Or, like, the person doesn't feel like, oh, 
let me just close my mind or, or something. Or the person shouldn't feel like when you when you approach a person, you should have a very positive re- exactly like back. your attitude, character, uh-huh, all things. Yes. Even before the things that I mean, when the guy becomes your friend, 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 you get to figure out uh-huh, later, like maybe cooking and I mean all those extra things. But exactly. I think that first and foremost it's about how I mean the friendship starts off. Uh-huh, how it kicks off. If the person really, really, really enjoys the friendship, I think that is a good start. That's right. what I think. Thank yes. you. Yes, to add to what he said, thank you very much, Dr. Um, to add to that, you see, what he said about positive feedback is very important. This one, I'm talking plainly from a male perspective. You see, bouncing on, hey, yeah. Mm. Broken heart. So, anybody who is careful will come looking for positive signs. Okay? So if they come every time, they, they WhatsApp you, you respond after three days. It's not a good sign. Alright? Oh, they want to come and visit you. You keep... It's different if you don't like the person. You know, some people, they, you can tell from the beginning that Charlie, this one is a nepa You don't waste the person's time. Alright? Me, my wife, all the guys who came before, she never did, oh, let me go and think about it. Like, there, there, no, we can't just there, <laughs> And me too, the day I said mine, there was nothing like me, she said, yes, straight away, like that. We you move. know what you want. We move. You understand? Aha. So, that, that positive feedback thing. And what gave me the confidence to go and ask her was that I was getting positive feedback. The last one that gave me the vimp, uh, we were on the same team, surgical team. I was senior clerk, she was junior clerk, medical school. And we went for emergency. It was our team duty. We went for emergency when we were coming back in the evening. We we're coming back. We we're all in BQ. So we we're coming back together. And I suggested we, we take some shortcuts. She was like, no, 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 let's take the long route. I was like, <laughs> Fellowship. Fellowship. It's called koinonia. Fellowship. Fellowship. So give positive feedback, you know. But you see, it is also important that as a lady, you don't open your heart fully until there's something solid on the ground. Otherwise, your heart will be broken all the time. You open the heart too, but open it to a certain percentage. And yet, you fall head over heel because and no one far you will be miserable. You understand? So hold back a bit. Somebody will ask, how do you hold back? Restrict the fantasies. It's the fantasies. The the thing, hey, what will it be like on the day and he's putting the wedding ring on my finger and he's looking into my eyes and and you'll be thinking about these things and your feelings and things will be getting to another level. Restrict yourself from these things. It is the thoughts and the imaginations that really make you fall for a person. You understand that? Uh Uh-huh. So open the heart, but don't open it fully. If you know you are interested, oh, give the positive signs. Give it small, small. To encourage him to come. It's like a bait. To encourage him to come. But don't open fully. And if he changes his mind, you'll be a a, a very miserable person. All right? So positive feedback. Very, very, very important when it comes to putting yourself out there. You want to add something to it? Yes. Counselor team.
<laughs> so I want to add something. Yes. I also want to add that um, I think that you should um, what I think is that ladies should actually give um, guys that do come around a chance. Yes, that's what I think. That Maybe they may not like them. Mm-hmm. You never know what, what um, will come out of it. Exactly. You never know who or what exactly that kind of person is. Uh-huh. You can't just um, just conclude from afar that, oh, this one, I don't really like the person. Uh-huh. When you have not really taken your time to um, get to really know the person. So I suggest sometimes you you talk to some people, they may not really even have the mindset of, I mean, the fact that they are interested in you, but then the reception is quite hostile. Uh-huh. All, all I'm trying to say is that, I mean, we see people in a very warm manner, get to, I mean, establish a very good relationship, friendship, and, and then from know. there, come again, please. And then you never know. Yes. And then from there, you never know what, I mean, it perhaps could be what you are looking for. Just that it's not coming in the way that you were expecting it. That's, that's what I'm thinking. All right. That's yes, a good please. point. That's a good point. Thank you very much. And then, um, when it comes to the positive feedback bit too, the gentleman, you also have to learn to be guided in what you consider as positive feedback. The fact that she smiled at you, keke no it may not necessarily be so. You know, there's a tendency when you really like somebody, and the slightest positive thing the person does, you believe, you know, if maybe the person hasn't called you in a while and the person calls you, you know, it means Charlie, in mind they come house. It doesn't necessarily mean so. So be guarded because I mean broken heart, it's not only women who suffer it too, men also face it. So Everybody just needs to be careful and, you know, guarded in their things. Is there, was there a hand up here somewhere? Yes, yes, Eben. Well, please, I want to ask how you compare traditional marriages with Christian marriages. How do I compare traditional marriage to Christian marriage? All right. Um, there are certain requirements for a marriage to be a marriage. First one consent between the two people that we want to marry. That's number one. Two, family consent. And then three, the blessing of God. If these three factors are there, it is a marriage. Alright? So, a marriage doesn't necessarily have to take place in a church building. In the New Testament, the concept of the temple has changed. It is us and then where two or three are gathered it's a gathering it's not necessarily a building all right so sometimes when when people make a fuss out of the fact that no that, that it must be i was saying oh sorry them you can be under a tree and it's a church where god is as far as god is concerned because where two or three are gathered he's there in their midst so long as the two people are consenting adults their families have consented and the blessing of god is 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 invoked upon them they are married. And then, of course, for the state too to recognize it, the legal documents will also have to be there to back it. Once you have all of these, it's, it's, it's done. But for us as Christians, a very important part is God's blessing. God adding his blessing to it. And 
most of the time you need a servant of God, a representative of God to broker that. Alright? So once these are done, it, it is a marriage. I've seen marriages where it was a traditional thing. They did the traditional blah, blah, blah. We went, we prayed for the people, they exchanged rings, and that is it. It wasn't necessarily in a church building or anything. It is a marriage. Alright? So, so that, that is it. There's, once these things have been fulfilled, it's a marriage. And God recognizes it as, as such. Have I answered your question? All right. Uh-huh. You want to read another okay, question? Okay, so um, I'll add a few things together. So when is it right to accept a marriage proposal? Hey. That's one. Then is it... Okay, let me take them. Let's take them one, one by one. If Are okay. there a lot of questions left? Yes. There are plenty please. left. Should we do part two next week? We should do part two. Oh, we should finish everything today. We should do part two next week. Oh, you don't want you don't want part two. Who are those saying no? You want it now? <laughs> but time two is gone. No. It's ten thirty nine. Okay, when is it right to accept a marriage proposal? For some of these, um, you don't have. There, there's no one answer. It differs from person to person. Differs from situation to situation. So I'll throw it to the crowd. Daddy Anybody can. with Daddy an answer? Can. Yes. And um, please, these ones are very related. They are so related. Okay. All so right. is it advisable to accept a marriage proposal of a man you are three years older than? You are three years older, older than. than. Yeah. Oh, now let me let me let me answer it now. There's no rule in the Bible where age is concerned, as far as marriage goes. It's not written anywhere that the man has to be the older. I've seen marriages between people. The man, the woman is older than the man, and it's 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 it has worked perfectly. In the same way, to have seen marriages that the woman is older than the man, and it was a disaster. So it's not about the age; it's about the people involved, and you understanding what marriage is. You understanding the fact that, in spite of the fact that I'm three years older than him, he's the head of the home. And I can respect him as such. Once you can settle these things in your mind and you can go into the marriage with that mentality and not change, it shouldn't be a problem. But you see, when it comes to that one too, the mindset of the man too is important. Because some people enter the marriage, the lady is older than them, and there is a disagreement on something. Maybe the man wants it done this way, and the lady says, no, let's do it this way. That is when the devil will come and whisper to you that the reason she's not listening to what you are saying is because she sees you as a small boy. Can you deal with it? Can you deal with these bombardments that the enemy will definitely bring? These accusations that the enemy will definitely bring. So those are the things you need to look at before you decide. It's about the two people. The lady, are you okay with the fact that he's older than you are older than him? Aren't you going to feel every birthday of yours you'll be sad? <laughs> yeah, every birthday of yours you'll be sad because you feel like hey, I'm growing old I'm growing old they say women because they go through childbirth and their bodies go through a lot of stress and stuff like that most of the time do age faster than men but it's not so for everybody there are some people are youngy for life <laughs> they'll, they'll continue to do so the, the dynamics are many it is about the two individuals. What can you handle? Alright? What can you handle? The same with educational background. 
it is not written anywhere that a man must have schooled more than the woman and there are situations where the woman has schooled more than the man and it is working but will the man be able to accept the fact that okay she's bringing an alternate view not because she thinks she's more intelligent than me but because that is just her view all right some of these things are, are loopholes the enemy can take advantage of if you don't seal them and you go into the marriage trust me the enemy will use that loophole to break the marriage down all right so there's no rule anywhere where age is concerned you can marry i know there's a there's a very prominent man of god in this country i had heard that his wife was seven years older than than him and i mean i didn't believe it because she doesn't look it and all of that until there was a time when she became my parent patient and i saw her age and i know i mean from social media and stuff like that you know some of these when they are celebrating their birthday happy 50th birthday so i knew his age and truly truly the wife was seven years older but they are fine they've had children the marriage is fine there's even a, a former president of this country whose wife was older than him but it worked perfectly so it's about the two individuals and your mindset whether you can handle it and whether you can handle those loopholes that the enemy will try to exploit once you are fine with that it's not a problem at all it's not a problem all right yes so when is the right time to accept a proposal anybody in the crowd to give us a perspective yes sandra i think when you are physically spiritually mentally psychologically financially ready <laughs> yes take, take, take them one by one <laughs> to physically mentally mentally psychologically psychologically physically, financially financially spiritually spiritually emotionally ready because personally i don't believe in um after accepting a proposal you wait for a very long time before you get married so um when you accept the marriage proposal at least a year two years you should get married so uh, yeah when you are ready all these areas in all these areas all right then you should thank you very much financially spiritually physically psychologically mentally emotionally six-fold preparation and readiness uh-huh. Yes, that's 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 a solid answer. Um, when you say spiritually ready, what do you exactly mean? You know, as women, um, we should be ready to be um, supporting our husbands in prayer, mm-hmm. and not to be selfish, only praying for yourself or your family members. So, if you are willing to be more prayerful, because I know that most men, okay, that's my personal. Um, opinion that most men when they marry they become a little bit slow in prayer so you the woman should also be willing to push him up in prayer but if you yourself you also slack and he's also slacking in prayer i mean the whole marriage thing so you should be rooted in god's word even if not like very spiritual spiritual at least you should have the basics and fundamentals right so that when things happen in the marriage you can conquer it with the word of God. Because if you know that as a woman, you have to submit to your husband. Sometimes when he's doing some things, you will just let it go. Because you know that you have to 
be submissive. But if you don't know and you to want to um, rub shoulders with him, that is when sometimes things may go wrong. All right. Thank you very much. Any other perspective to that? When is the right time? Counselor thing? <laughs> All right. Thank you again. Since there are no hands, I'll take advantage of it. Um, I'll come... Um, I want to add to what Sandra just said, but then I want to also look at it from a different angle. Maybe this might be a bit more theoretical than maybe practical, but um, it still has a practical element to it. I think that um, to everything or things operate in cycles. So you also can't take forever to prepare or to say you are going to use it to accept the proposal. So um, you have to really find or you have to really be able to determine um, the cycle or the season or the period within which you have to actually be ready or come to a conclusion and then make the right decision. So that's what I'm also saying in addition to it. And then if there's another hand up, we can take it from there. So that's my contribution. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yes. Any other hand, any opinion on this? Pastor Gideon, do you want to give us a perspective? When is the right time to accept a proposal? Okay, so I think one of the things we need to clarify, what proposal? Is it for marriage or is it for dating? If it's for marriage, then I think like we've discussed, one of the most important is to be sure that you are ready to embark on a lifelong journey with this person. If you're able to and answer the key that word question, is lifelong. Yeah, lifelong journey. If you can't answer that question, that am I willing to stay in this for life? You are not ready to accept that proposal. All right. Okay. That's nice. Should be able to answer that question. Am I ready to stay in this thing for life? All right, Pastor Ines, what do you think? Is the person proposing also capable of journeying through this with you? So you should be convinced that the person who is proposing to you has what it takes to journey with you. Mm, okay, so it's not just about you. You may be ready, but you can sense the person is not ready. If the person is not ready, why did he come in? You see, boys are creating problems <laughs> for people. Yes, Auntie Julie. Um, thank you, Daddy Fire. You know, these days, you, you young people, most of you are working and you you have like educated yourselves quite ahead but when it comes to marriage I think you have to be very prayerful even as a woman and you must know like daddy fire said what you want and you must have good values that can attract the man but as to whether uh, the timing is right timing uh, it's also very important with God. Like, you must be prayerful and know that you, you may not have money. You may not have, uh, you may not have been ready. That's right. But sometimes, God just speaks to you that, you know that this, this, is, the, is, the this is the season. Yes. <laughs> you don't need all this physically and all those um, emotionally. You know, it's... Um, Timing is very important right. with God. If you miss 
the timing. Most people miss their timings, and uh, the second chance takes a lot of time. That's right. Takes a very long time. <laughs> Ladies, you hear? More bouncy, bouncy by heart. So, um, I would advise that both the man and the woman must be very prayerful. For instance, when I got married, I didn't have anything. Mm. My husband didn't have anything. Mm. Like, we were not financially ready. Mm. Even physically, emotionally, all those things. <laughs> we were not ready. But, it was but time. what we knew was that God has spoken and we were walking with the word of God. That's right. And you know, once God has spoken, things will fall in place. In place. That's right. As you move on. That's right. That's right. So it's very important. I, I don't know, but um, these days, uh, the prayer is not like when we used to pray. We, we, <laughs> we, pray, <laughs> we used to pray and fast. <laughs> yes. So, those, so it's like I'm, I want to advise you, pray more. In the, when you are young, this is the time you can pray and fast and seek God more. Mm. Forget about money and all those things. They will come. They will fall in place. That's right. Sometimes you, you, you are even married and you get up in the morning and you don't have even one CD to buy anything. <laughs> but you, you know the peace of God That's right. settles you. You know God actually spoke to you. That's right. So it gives you hope. And you, it is the hope. Because Abraham hoped. That's so right. you just need that hope from God. That's right. And it will carry you through. Amen. Wow. This one speaking from decades of experience. God bless you. Yeah. I mean, they say, opening Jariana. What can you add? What can you? What can you add? What can you add? Next question. <laughs> okay. But please, I, I yes. have uh, four different questions, but they are all related. So they are, like they to are related? Yes, please. Okay. So I would like to read. Uh, sure. All right. Say, Daddy, God bless you for this service. Sex is a major issue in marriage. Please, without giving examples, what is acceptable during sex and what is not? That one, come and see me after church. Follow up. I beg you. <laughs> come, come and see me after church. Follow up question. <laughs> it said, can a Christian lady be in a relationship and avoid intimacy, but engage in other acts like kissing, touching, etc. You are joking. But not go <laughs> all the way. You are joking. Is this right? <laughs> I mean, is it, it's like <laughs> you are starting something you don't intend to end. No, 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 no. It's, it, there's no point starting if you don't intend to end it. I'm speaking in parables. You understand me? Uh huh. The things you mentioned, they are meant to end in something. And you say, I, I'm starting, but I don't want to end. It doesn't make sense. So it follow up with. So stay away. If you don't want to have sex, don't do these things. A lot of people enter relationships and they don't intend to be, you know, but oh, you 
touch small, we do this small, and blah, 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 blah. After a while, your body will get used to that one. And it will demand for something else. And then what next? And what next? And what next? By the time you realize you are very, 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 very comfortably aborting babies for yourselves. Mm. The question that is usually asked, how far is too far? Too far is if what you are going to do with her, you can't do it with a third person there. Especially your pastor. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm there, if, if it's something that if I'm there, you can't do. <laughs> that is too far. So it means even if it is a hug, hmm? you know that some hugs, eh? there are been... <laughs> the dream with which you did you gave the hug eh? if they should take a what do you call it CT scan of your brain there was an orderly who looked at a, a CT scan and said ah where they are doing fin <laughs> hospital orderly well, I dream fin <laughs> if they should take a, an, a, a CT scan of your brain the kind of things we'll see inside only God knows you know so that is the key if you can't do it with a third person there it is too far and I mean look avoid these things people will make you feel like oh ah, so you. when I told somebody that me and my wife the first time we kissed was at the altar after three and a half years of relationship I was like so what were you doing so, what a question. So, what were we doing? <laughs> there are a lot of things you can do. <laughs> there are many things you can do. Hallelujah. Yeah, so don't, don't, don't think those are the things that will... That's what I'm saying. It's good for us to hear some of these things here. Because some of the places you go and hear some of the things from... Oh, in order to build the bond and to, and to make you more and blah, blah, do this, do that, 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 that. It is all badadash and rubbish as far as I'm concerned. Hallelujah. Yes. Don't start what you don't intend to finish. The Bible itself has said, can a man carry fire in his bosom and not get bent? You will get bent. You will get bent. When I came to medical school, uh, Christian Medical Fellowship, the first prayer secretary I came to meet. He was like, the prayers he has prayed to stay pure in his relationship can start four churches. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it can plant four churches. He said, there are times when she calls that she's coming and suddenly realizes some things are happening in his body. That day, he will sit in the corner here, and you also sit in the corner here. How are you? I'm fine. Everything cool. We talk long distance. It's no doubt that this is a becoming hug. <laughs> I'm not saying hugging is wrong. I'm not saying hugging is wrong. You see, some of these things, and you may not see them written clearly in the Bible. The Bible says all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. There are a lot of things you won't see clearly. Have you seen weed? Weed. <laughs> have you seen it written in the Bible you see it it's not the ganja you see it written in the Bible all things are lawful but not all things are profitable so you, you need to be careful you need to be, there are some people who do these things and they will avoid but you see the fornication it starts from the head though. that's what the Bible says 
So can you really be holding, holding somebody and doing this surface anatomy things? And you won't imagine. Then you are strong. <laughs> very, 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 very strong. So me, that is my opinion on it. But you see, if you've made a mistake in that direction before, it doesn't make you a terrible person. Hallelujah. God is ready to forgive. God is ready to help you to open a new page. All right. Out of your own experiences, Christ, you can even advise somebody one day. And one of the reasons why God says we shouldn't have sex before marriage is that a lot of people who ended up in bad marriages, abusive marriages, and things like that, they compromised themselves with their sex. It blinded them. They became bound to the person. So, like you still believe that things will be better and they enter the marriage, they are beaten and some of them are killed and they live a life of misery. Alright? So, God is wiser than all of us. When he says this, let's stick to it. Okay? So, don't, don't feel bad. Should I, should I tell you to tell the next person? <laughs> Not to feel bad. Don't, don't, don't allow guilt. Just allow conviction. You see, conviction makes you want to go to God and guilt makes you want to run away from God. But, I mean, the, the truth is the truth. You are better off avoiding these things. Don't go near. Otherwise, you get bent. Yes. So this question has been answered. Is it, is it okay to peg on the lips in a relationship? So then... That's what I said. Avoid, though. Like, there's so much you can do without going to these areas. There's so much you can, you can chat, you can... Look, the period of courtship or the period before you enter marriage, for me, is a time for establishing a solid friendship. Establish a solid friendship. When you introduce some of these things, sometimes it takes the focus away from the friendship bit of things. You, are, you, are, you, are, you see, be friends now and be lovers later. Well, you are trying to be lovers now and you don't establish friendship let me tell you, what will make you enjoy marriage is not really the sex and the things. So it has its place. It is the friendship the two of you have. I'm telling you the truth. Anybody who is married will tell you this. The fact that you can chat, the fact that you can laugh, the fact that you can talk about things and tease each other and blah, blah. That is what makes the marriage a solid marriage. That's what makes the marriage a solid marriage. We place too much emphasis on some of these things early and it destroys the potential to build a very solid friendship so when you go into a relationship think about friendship build a solid friendship that is what will make you enjoy the marriage that's what will make it laugh when now you've grown all the children have gone to school you're alone husband and wife gray hairs have started coming this that 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 your libidos will not be the same as it was at the beginning of the marriage so does it mean the marriage has to crumble no it is the friendship, the fact that you are friends. That is what will keep the marriage. And this is the time to build that friendship. If you bring lovers things now, you won't concentrate on building a strong friendship. And when you enter the marriage, you begin to suffer. So, just take this advice from me. Next. Say, so, so what are your thoughts concerning oral sex in Christian? See me after church. <laughs> these ones, we can have these talks with the married people. You see, when if I start saying some things right now, some of them will start imagining. But we are in church. You understand? 
They'll start imagining some things. And <laughs> at time we realize. So we'll, we'll have a special session for, for married people. That one no holds bad. We should have a session. Yes, we'll have a session for the married people. Those ones we can talk about these things. Right now, if we start talking about it, some, some people will want to go and research further. And it will bring trouble. <laughs> so let's 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 hold up. But whoever it is, you can see me after church and we'll talk. Alright. Yes. Okay, so what do you do when you tell your spouse that you are uncomfortable with how close she is with her male friends? Oh, you have but every she keeps right. on. She keeps on. Do you keep talking about it or ignore? Meanwhile, you feel hurt about it. Yeah, I mean these are very, very important things. You have to listen to your spouse also. When they say, I don't like this. There are people who were your friends before you entered the relationship or you entered the marriage. Once marriage comes in or a relationship comes in, you have to know that those other relationships will have to, you have to press the reset button on them. All right? Things will have to change. You can't be as close to them as you used to be. Every day calling them, blah, 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 blah. Even God, eh? He himself admitted, he said he's a jealous God. That's God. Even God. Eh, who am I? <laughs> a human being will be jealous at a point in time, you know, when you have this particular friend that is like a no-go topic. Mm, like the two of, it's a, he, he, he or she is an uncomfortable topic. When she comes up, it always brings, it, it is a bad sign. Don't allow things to get to that, that, that extent. Whatever you have to do to assure your spouse or whoever you are, you are in that serious relationship with that there is no um, cause for worry, you have to do it. Even if it means breaking your ties with the person. Unless, of course, your marriage is not important to you or your relationship that is meant to lead to marriage is not important to you. You need to give the person that assurance. Insecurity can kill relationships when a person feels insecure. Especially when there's some friend who was there before he came. Buddy, buddy, you know, it's a bestie. Says I'm a friend and that's a bestie, bestie things. And there are things you discuss with him that your fiance doesn't know, and you know, those kind of things. It creates problems. Just avoid them. Because at the end of the day, it comes to whether your relationship or your friendship with that person is more important to you than your marriage. If it means cutting links in order to maintain the sanity in your home and your relationship, you have to do it. Because this one, you are looking at something forever. You are looking at something that is forever. And by you, he has been my friend for a very long time. He's been there for me. And this is bad. His presence is causing problems. Her presence is causing problems. Why is it that the two of you can, cannot comfortably talk about this person? If you are in a relationship, you are in a marriage, and there is somebody the two of you can't talk about, you need to talk about that person once and for all and settle that matter. Because it will always be like a ghost that is lurking in the background that can cause trouble. So when he calls you, you delete the call log. Every message of his, if one day the devil should tempt him to go and take your phone, types his name, zero chat. Because you have deleted everything. Every chat goes, why is it so? Why is it so? 
Maybe there may be nothing in your mind. You just feel like, oh, let me keep this friendship and still keep my marriage. But if in the process of doing that, you are hurting the one that is supposed to be forever, you are making a very wrong choice. If it means cutting this one and breaking this one, so you can build a better future with the one that you are going to be with for the rest of your life, I think that is what you have to do. You, there mustn't be anybody that is a no-go area or a, a sore topic in your rest. Sometimes it's even an ex. Mm. And we say, oh, but we just chat. We just, no. It's not correct. Don't, don't be doing such things. Don't be chatting too much with your ex. If you meet, fine, good. God bless you. Take yourself, go. <laughs> and let's move on. By saying, 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 hey. Hey, do, you, do you remember the time we went and sat at KFC? And the wind was blowing. <laughs> it is an unhealthy thing to do. It's an unhealthy thing to do. So we need to be careful about that. That dead person thing, you know, it, it ruins a lot of relationships. If you have to cut, cut. So things can work. Yes. Is it right as a Christian to date the ex of your friend? Hmm. Is it right as a Christian to date the ex of your friend? Okay. Now, in my opinion, you see, Paul, when he's speaking his mind, he'll tell you, this is my mind. The only thing that should prevent two people from entering a relationship, in my opinion, is if they are blood-related. If they are blood-related. Different cultures have different, what do you call it? I was discussing this subject with somebody yesterday. Different cultures, in some places in the north, eh, you can marry two sisters. In some places in the north, Ghana here, you can marry two sisters. In the Bible, people married cousins. (laughs) Abraham and Sarah were actually half siblings, whether step-siblings or... It it, it depends on (laughs) where you are how things are seen if you are in a place that frowns on certain things you can choose to do it and close your eyes to the consequences of what people will say and all of this but if you go ahead and do it too you should be prepared for what people will say behind the scenes and all of that but in my opinion blood relationship and even even scientifically they call it a consanguinity or whatever yeah it, it brings about a lot of genetic abnormalities and all of those so that is like a no-go as far as I'm concerned. But the ex of your friend, if the conditions are right, that is the key. If the conditions are right, I don't see why you shouldn't be able to date the person. I don't see why you shouldn't be able to date. But can we have some perspectives from the crowd anyway? I've given you what I think. You can disagree with me. If the conditions are right, because, you see, if you have a situation where you're a lady, you've dated a gentleman before, and now a friend of his is interested in you, there are a lot of questions you must ask yourself. To what extent is that ex going to be in your lives? Okay? If there's somebody who is far away, you are not so close, like, it, it, it will be a little some way if He's still within your circles. 
it will create a lot of uncomfortable especially if the relationship wasn't just friends friends and there was sex involved and maybe even some children were aborted and you know things like that it makes it more complex for the person to be around all the time you are in the same place you are, you are within the same circles so hey what you have seen me to have seen before things like that like it cre- i don't know if i'm making sense to you so the conditions must be right the condition but in principle there's there's really nothing wrong with it because you are not related by blood to the person the person is somewhere no longer in your lives you can live your life peacefully and all of that i don't see anything wrong with it can we have some opinions from the crowd on this one yes i want to paint a story okay with that one all right so assuming that um, i'm going i'm going out with somebody mm-hmm. and um Anytime like there's a challenge or something, she talks to my best friend about it. Okay. Like, so like this thing has been going on for a while. Okay. And then now um we decide that we're not going to do like we're not going to be together again as in dating. We're not going to date again. Okay. And then I find out that she's now dating my best friend who I used to discuss. Hmm. Like she used to discuss the issues with your best friend. No, or you I, used to discuss yeah, like oh uh, Charlie this thing happening, then he will give me advice and things. And I tell Charlie, and he advised you to. He leave advised it. me, Charlie. Charlie, you have to let go. You have to leave it. You have to let go. And then pass behind. Some few months later, <laughs> he'll be mean, giving an invite to be at the car park. Uh-huh. So what? What is the question? Yes. So like in such a situation, like mm-hmm. with uh, in the same way, is it is it cool to? Oh, as to, I said, you see, in principle because they are not blood related i don't see anything wrong with it but will the conditions be congenial for a good relationship like will it be will it will it will it not create a problem will, will the person's presence not create a problem that that is that is my issue with the thing if it's somebody who will not be in your lives anymore in such a case there'll be some amount of hurt definitely like are uh, you advising me you're <laughs> just giving you rat poison like that ah you too you drank it and you went and ended the relationship i mean <laughs> there'll be some hurt there if the person is still within your circles you will not feel comfortable like anytime you see the person you will be uncomfortable you will not be able to enjoy your relationship so if the people don't mind fine it's their business because sometimes eh, people are able to get over things like they're able to get over it like with time oh Charlie, this thing was in the past uh, let's just move on you know that kind of thing but if that can be done fine that's why i said the conditions must be right the conditions must be right but for me in principle once the two are not blood related it's it's there's no reason to say no all right nobody's giving me their opinion on this one no yes Akula. No, let's see Aquila. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, Please, I agree with that. So, I think that it goes back to the fundamentals of why, you know, person A is marrying person B. You know, if the conditions that the relationship came about were as a result of, like, what Michael said, deceit and 
conspiracy and like going through ways and means to make things you know i feel like that that precedent is not good i mean i feel like trust and things will even be an issue you know and i feel like the the character of the person is even questionable you know for you to scheme to get somebody it it so the that one shall take it by force <laughs> so i feel like for that no the issue is not just because maybe it was your friend mm. that dated the person i think the issue is has more to do with um the character of the people involved that's right and um the basis of their relationship if the basis of the relationship is because i knew all the issues that your friend told me and I use those issues to manipulate and make myself look better than the other person and make myself look like I could mm, solve evil. those issues and I'm not like that's that. Uh-huh. You know, all those kinds of things will, will cast like a negative shadow on the relationship. But I feel as if, if it was just, I mean, you were not involved at all in their relationship and later on, maybe they have broken up or something and later on, God has spoken to you that this is it <laughs> i mean i think that it's okay. i mean it's why all right yeah, let me just add something small today yeah. a similar kind of um situation where maybe you are all in the same church you know that this person is going out with this person and something happens the relationship is broken and you feel like oh we are all brothers in it no 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 if you are convinced that uh-huh. I'm supposed to go. Do you understand me? Don't say he has dated somebody in the church before. You are not from the same mother's womb. <laughs> if you are interested in the person, go for the person. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. As for breakups, they will always happen. Mm. For you know you cry, you were spying the person before you enter the free you say because he has dated somebody in the church before no 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 if you have to go there go there hallelujah yeah uh okay george yes yes so i want to paint another perspective good so um here's the case we are trying to do away with the exes Mm -hmm. so i dated lady a Mm -hmm. lady a and i are no longer together Mm. and my brother obed is interested in Lady A, but Obed and I are very good friends. That's right. So now it means that, yeah, I mean, he's married, but assuming, <laughs> assuming that he and I are, I mean, he and I are very good friends. On my wedding day, he's part of my groomsmen. Is Lady A, my ex, also going to come to the wedding? Because now we are trying to do away with exes. He's my friend. We are buddy buddies. He comes to my house often. The future plan was that, oh, our families will be friends together and all. <laughs> but now my ex is also in the picture. That's right. Now, if my ex is also in the picture, the lady that I'm going to be with, is she going to be comfortable with my ex coming around? Because That's right. Yes. It's a, it's a very legitimate point you are making. That's why I said that, in principle, the fact that they are not blood-related, there's no restriction. But are the conditions favorable? Such a situation, I will say the conditions will not be that favorable. I mean, there's somebody who is going to be in your circles forever. Like, uh, your children will call him uncle. 
your children will be cousins even though you are not blood related that sort of thing it may create a bit of an uncomfortable situation so in principle yes but the circumstances i don't think will allow for such such a situation yeah for me if that that will happen you should be sure the person is not that much in your lives probably the person has relocated somewhere or you know your friendship with the person has ended died a natural death or something but if that other person continues to be in your circles it will always be an uncomfortable um, situation. So, the, the conditions apply as far as it's concerned. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a good perspective you brought to it. Yes, I think, I think we should... Do we have a lot of questions left? Many questions. We have to close. It's 11.20. We have to close. You are, I'll think and see whether we'll do part two next week. But I'll take one more question after this one. And then we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Daddy Fire. Yes. So I think that um, my thoughts are that if you are going into a situation like that, I think that you have to be ready to sacrifice the friendship. You, are, you have to choose between the friendship with that person and then the relationship that you are going into. I think it always boils down to that most of the time. So you really cannot keep both of them. So you have to come to a point where you make the, that decision. Um, then again, I agree with everything that you have said, everything that has been said. But one thing I think I've realized is that I think it's easier for males to, I mean, have that thing. If it is between two males and then a lady, it's easier. It's easier. Uh-huh. Yeah. If it's between two ladies and a guy, I think that's more a bit troubling. Uh-huh. That's what I think I've noticed. Ladies, do you agree with that? Yeah. I think we all agree. Yeah, Guys are able to just put their differences aside. Hey, boys, boys. But the ladies, the eyes which which you will be looked at. <laughs> you will repent. <laughs> Please go on. So I think that as much as possible, situations like that should be avoided. But in a case where um, it really can't be avoided, where the premise for the commencement of the relationship was very neutral. It wasn't, I mean, a lot of things related to the previous relationship. What I think is that the two parties involved should actually sit down and have a mature conversation about it. If, for example, I'm interested in someone, if I'm very close friends with her ex, even if it's been many years, I should be able to at least, I think, tell the person that, oh, these are my intentions. Is it okay with you? Uh-huh. I think that conversation should be had. Right. You should have that conversation. Okay. Exactly. Right. If the person says, it's not okay with me, you can bulldoze your way through, but you should be ready for whatever consequences that will come your way. I think that way, you're also showing some kind of respect to the person, and it prepares the person emotionally for what is going to come. Because, like you said, there's definitely going to be some form of, um, I mean, disappointment or hurt associated with it. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. And another perspective of this whole thing is when maybe, let's say you're a lady and a gentleman comes to show interest, but you know he has liked a friend of yours before. Not that they dated, but he has liked her before. He came to chase her some time ago and she bounced him. 
that one too people find it a bit difficult it's like hey because you've come to like my friend before me i don't see it as a big deal oh. they didn't date if you like like <laughs> like i mean the fact that he has liked your friend before and like second option uh so that's the mentality and you feel like you are a second choice oh i don't think it should be like a second option it will be a second option you will be a second option if the person comes this week he's bounced a month later he comes for you then that one you're a second option but if maybe time has passed some years maybe it's now that his eyes have been open that oh this was actually the one i should have gone for or something I, I don't see anything wrong with it but yeah the second option thing is if if it's too close because i mean he was seeing all of you around the same time and that means in his mind he had number one number two and all of that but if time passes and you you, sh- you shouldn't necessarily see it as you being a, a second option all right let's take our last question and then we'll close Say, how do you deal with someone who has hurt you, broken your heart, getting married to someone else, and hasn't apologized, knowing he is at fault, but want to befriend you, making it look as if, as if though everything is fine? This one, the ex- experiential knowledge, but I like the details, you know, you can see that's coming from the heart. May the Lord help us all. <laughs> so the follow-up one. Yes. I say, how do, you, how do you cope with someone who is in the same church with you mm. and broke your heart? He is married now. Mm. Do you leave the church? No, do you, don't leave the church. <laughs> do, you, do you avoid him totally? Or act, or act like nothing happened and just live your life. Just don't have to drink water before. <laughs> um, all right. So, somebody has... <laughs> somebody broke your heart. The person is married. And the person want to, wants to behave like everything is, is, is normal. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's not fair. It's not fair. Sometimes it's good to just talk and... Um, <laughs> I don't know how to put it. Like, make, make, the, like make, make peace with the person. Unless, of course, probably the person doesn't see himself as having broken your heart. You know that times people think, ah, we were just friends. Why were you thinking too far? That kind of thing and, and all of that. Uh-huh. So... If it's that kind of situation, maybe that's the angle the person is coming from. But um, if it is not, I think under such circumstances, it, it, it will be good for the person to apologize or just try and, and make peace and make the person feel okay. Sometimes that's all the person wants. It's not that the person wants you back or anything. Just you speak nicely to the person. Don't make the person feel like, um, second-rate person or you know somebody you can trample on these things they affect people's emotions and their egos and all of that all right so 
you speak to the person, sometimes a simple apology. If it will mean faking tears, <laughs> just make the person feel like, like you're a human being. I see you as a human being. You have feelings and all of that and, and close the chapter. Sometimes that is all that is needed. All right. So you're in the same church with the person. The person broke your heart. The person is married in the first place, in the first place. I mean, leaving the church will not really solve the problem, okay? If indeed you are, you are convinced that it is the church for you, there's really no point leaving. Secondly, you have to start working on yourself first, all right? You have to start working on yourself first. And what do I mean by you working on yourself? Yes, you are angry. When you are angry under such circumstances, it comes with so many things. Your prayer life is affected. Your word study life is affected. You become disoriented. It will affect many aspects of your life. And trust me, that is where the devil wants to have you. Anything he will do, anything he will pump into your mind to prolong this phase in your life, he will do it. And he does that by coming to you constantly to give you more reasons why you should be angry with him. Do you get what I'm saying? He will remind you of things. He will come and twist facts in your mind. And his sole aim is to get you to continue to be in that phase of your life. Where you are not praying well. Where you are sad. Where you are hurt. And all. So you need to work on yourself first. By trying to detach your mind and your emotions from the past. It may be difficult, but try it. The easiest way to do it is to try not to think about it. Try, it's for you to try not to meditate about the thing. When you think about it deeply, that's when you remember things. Ah, and he promised me, and he gave me this indication, and he didn't do it, and blah, 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 and all of those things. You are hurting yourself. In fact, you are in league with the devil to prolong your depression. So you need to work on yourself by blocking your mind and entering into serious prayer because it's warfare. I'm telling you, it's warfare. 80 to 90% of the spiritual warfare, me have told you, is in the head. They said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down what? Imaginations. It's in the head. Most of it is in the head. The devil will bombard you with reasons and this and remind you of this. And even some of the things, he will exaggerate it in your mind just to keep you in that phase of your life. So take note of the fact that if you are in such a situation, you are in serious warfare. Like the, the grounds are very fertile for the enemy to pump things into your mind to keep you in a certain state. That some people, so long as they re- remain in that state, they even become vulnerable to other men. It's like you need some, what do you call it, some bad guy who will come in the name of comforting you. Go end up messing up your life again. It's like you are, you are like a, a city with broken walls. You are very vulnerable. You need attention. You need love. You need comfort. If a bad person, find, and the devil too will start raising somebody to come and do that in your life. So the earlier you got out of that phase, the better. So the most important thing in this case is for you, the lady involved, to work on yourself. Bring yourself back to a place where you can actually forgive and forget. Because once he's married, he's gone. He's gone. You can never have him back. Don't think about, ah, so what if 
we are this and then sometimes it, it even comes to you thinking hey what did i do wrong what is wrong with me it will turn into inferiority complex all sorts of things the devil will mess you up emotionally so majority of the work in this case is on the lady involved to work on herself block the suggestions of the enemy because they are going to come in droves morning afternoon evening occupy yourself with something something productive listen to the word of god more pray more read the word of god more because in your idle times when you were alone just like eve the devil will come and have a chat with you he'll come and suggest things to you he'll come and bring you to the past just to prolong your depression and make sure you are in those doldrums for a very very long time all right and as i said in the first case apologies can do a lot the gentleman when you break the lady's hearts, just have a heart-to-heart talk. But you see, now that you are married, it's not like you are going to meet in some single room to go and have a, and she's crying and now, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The time you realize your soreness in, in an attempt to show that you are sorry, you will be sorry. <laughs> So, in all of these things, wisdom will have to be added. If there is somebody who is aware of the situation, somebody you both can trust, the person can broker a sitting just to placate the lady involved and, you know, just get her to, I'm sorry, this is a, it was a mistake, life moves on. But more importantly, the lady must work on herself. Try and block the suggestions of the enemy and eventually you'll be fine. Time is pregnant with a lot of things. And one of them is healing powers. There are a lot of things, many things cannot heal. It's only time that will heal it. And if you give time that chance, it will heal your wounds and you'll be fine. Hallelujah. I think we can stop here. Adjustment. I will put it into next week's sermon <laughs> one way or the other. I think time is fast, man. Um, Elder Henry, you want to ask a question? Or the, there's one particular one you want to... Okay, you read that one out. Let's see. Emergency case. <laughs> so, I am a beautiful young lady. That's right. In fact, Who, I like that. No, if you are beautiful, you are beautiful. Uh, if somebody thinks you are ugly, <laughs> it is their eyes. Yes. Who is talking to a gentleman I am falling in love with? He likes me too, mm. but he's sure? in a relationship and says his girlfriend is stubborn mm. and worrying him, so he wants to leave her and come for me. But it's been four months since he said that. Should I still wait for him to break up? Find somewhere and pass. Four months. <laughs> Breaking up in no, four months. This one, <laughs> don't worry yourself. <laughs> eh, the boy sometimes that young they want to play two time. That's the strategy. Oh, and she's giving me problems. And oh, you dear, when I'm around you, I feel at home. And then, 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 then. If you should ever get access to his phone calls with her and how they laugh and how they are happy when they meet, your heart will break into two. You better forget him and go and look for your own. And may God. <laughs> give you somebody who will like you alone. Yes. It's, it's a very familiar thing. And most of the time, they don't leave the girls. They don't leave. 
you will be there, you will hang on like a handbag for a very long time. And the next time he comes, he will tell you that the parents and things like that came in and he couldn't leave her and things like He just two-timed you and, and that was it. So my advice is that forget about him totally. Hallelujah. So on that note, my prayer for all of us is that God will give us the grace of having good marriages. In spite of the mistakes you may have made in the past, in spite of wrong turns you may have taken, may God redirect your steps and give you good marriages in the name of Jesus. May divorces be far away from this church in the mighty name of Jesus. In fact, we cast that spirit out of our midst and we, we mount a spiritual barricade against it and we declare that nobody under this ministry will ever have to go through that process of divorce in the name of Jesus. May God give you happy homes. May God give you homes that are full of joy. May your bonds be continually full. May, may your homes be, be healing therapeutic places for people when they come into the, your house and they are Trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow. 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 Overflow.